Hello and welcome to this edition of Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. It's Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. Here are your top stories from around Arizona, brought to you by Cronkite News. Campaign finance reports have added another twist into what is already an unusual 2020 election season. These reports show challengers in some congressional and Senate races, raising far more than the incumbents they hope to unseat. Mark Kelly is a Democrat looking to unseat Senator Martha McSally. He continues to lead all Senate candidates, bringing in $11 million in the first quarter of 2020. This brings his campaign total to $31.3 million, according to his latest Federal Election Commission's filing. The Republican, Senator McSally, has brought in $6.3 million in the quarter, raising her total to $19 million. Good enough for fifth highest among all Senate candidates, but still well below Kelly's funds. Arizona State University slugger Spencer Torkelson is projected to be the first overall selection in the 2020 Major League Baseball draft this summer. Cronkite sports reporter Griffin Fabitz explains how Torkelson has dealt with the sudden end to his ASU career. Spencer Torkelson says he will forever be haunted by the unexpected end to his ASU career, cut short by COVID-19. He came so close to the school's all-time home run record, three away from surpassing Bob Horner's career total of 56. He recently told reporters, quote, I still don't think I've come to grips with the situation, but his focus now pivots to his professional career and his prospects of being the first overall pick in the draft. Major League Baseball doesn't have an exact draft date yet, but it's postponed its original June 10th plan. With so much uncertainty, Torkelson says he's controlling what he can control, and he's not dwelling on what could have been for the Sun Devils before their season was canceled. He's staying in shape at his family's California home, thanks to a makeshift batting cage his mom made him. He says he's running often and taking batting practice daily. Griffin Fabitz, Cronkite News. The Pima County Medical Examiner says a prisoner who died two weeks ago in a Tucson hospital was infected with the coronavirus. Medical Examiner Gregory Hess says the 64-year-old man died on April 12th and was diabetic. Hess says the cause of death was from a respiratory infection caused by the COVID-19 virus. The prisoner was serving a life sentence for a 1995 murder and kidnapping conviction. For more than a week, Arizona corrections officials have declined to say whether any prisoners had died from the virus. Normally, when people go on dates, it's to the movies, restaurants, or to spend quality time with each other in person. That's harder to do during the COVID-19 pandemic. But as Cronkite News reporter Tina Giuliano explains, even now people are finding ways to date. People are using video chat technology like Zoom and FaceTime to have virtual dates. For some, like Maria Yvonne Trevino, it involves doing activities she and her boyfriend used to do, but in a different way. And so we've had moments when we are on FaceTime or on Google Hangout, and we're not even talking. We're just watching Netflix together. And for others, like Gabrielle Alexa Noel, it's virtual speed dating. She says social distancing is important because she lives with her older parents. Noelle and her girlfriend are adapting to dating during this time. It's hard to be on the same page about social distancing because it depends on like what news sources that you're reading and like the, your family members, how serious they're taking it. Um, and then it's hard because we're all, do, both of us are very like social people. 
Trevino and her boyfriend Joe Rodriguez have been dating since last December. They go to different universities in Texas, but spend almost every weekend together. Trevino says they're used to not seeing each other. Lately, they've been having virtual dates. We had done a lunch date. So I was eating pizza and he was eating, I don't know, I remember something else. Um, and we were both sitting our, at our respective tables and talking like we would at any other normal like lunch date. Even though social distancing creates challenges, it's something Rodriguez says they want to do together. Because I care about her and she cares about me. And like, I think we're really good together. Um, just like we'd be dating if this wasn't happening. So. Meanwhile, there are those who are used to quarantine. Catherine Poe is immunocompromised. Since her bone marrow transplant, she's been social distancing. And I've been living in social isolation pretty much ever since. Um, when you remove someone's immune system, you are automatically susceptible to literally everything. She met her boyfriend Liam two months before her transplant, starting the relationship with strict social distancing rules. For us, I think it's really just been about communication and kind of talking through and, you know, having very solid boundaries in a relationship. During this coronavirus quarantine, Poe says they've gone back to their old habits and stay inside together. She says even though this time is stressful, continuing the relationship is important. Tina Giuliano, Cronkite News. Everyone here at CN2Go thanks you for listening to this edition of the show. We had help today from Cronkite News reporters Griffin Fabitz, Tina Giuliano, and Mackenzie Sadegy. You can learn more about the stories you heard in today's update by going to cronkitenews.azpbs.org. You can also listen to all of our past briefings by checking out our page on SoundCloud. That's all for today's Cronkite News to Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. We'll see you tomorrow with more stories from Cronkite News.